Hello everyone, welcome back to the Second Date podcast. This week we're talking about films about love and I'm talking about them with Alec. He was on the podcast before um, talking about being single. He was on the Being Single with the Straight Man episode. Um, And why we project so much of our feelings onto them in times of heartbreak. We also, at one point, we go off on a tangent a little bit about London cinemas and snacks in the cinema. Um, I've kept a little bit of it in um, because I think it's quite cute. Anyway, I know this is a little bit of a longer intro than usual, but I've just started reading Fame by Andy Warhol. It's one of those small penguin book of essay things. And uh, he says something quite nice about this subject that I read this morning. So I'm just going to quickly say it here. I tried and tried when I was younger to learn something about love. And since it wasn't taught in school, I turned to the movies for some clues about what love is and what to do about it. In those days, you did learn something about some kind of love from the movies, but it was nothing you could apply with any reasonable results. I mean, the other night, I was watching on TV the 1961 version of Backstreet with John Gavin and Susan Hayward. I was stunned the whole time because all they kept saying was how wonderful every precious moment they had together was, and every precious moment was testimonial to every precious moment. But I always thought that movies could show you so much more about how it really is between people and help all the people who don't understand to know what to do and what some of their options are. So yeah, um, thought that was kind of interesting that I read that this morning after doing this podcast episode. As always, there's not really any content warnings in this, but if you were the person outside my flat beeping their horn at around the 40 minute mark of this podcast, back off. everyone welcome back to the second date podcast this week i'm joined by alec who's been a guest on the podcast before and this week we're going to be talking about films about love you want to say hey hello <laughs> back he's back back with popular demand <laughs> exactly um i came up with this topic because i wanted to talk about like when we apply things to culture like when we apply too much to culture when we're going through t- uh, times of love and heartbreak we project these ideals onto this culture so we can help ourselves get through it. And it reminds us that people have been through what we've been through before and they've survived. Um, I do this, I think I do this with more with songs though. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week we'll focus on films. Um, first of all, <laughs> let's have a little, you're just so dreading this bit. Um, let's have a little catch up um, yes. since the last time we're on. Um, how's single life going? Yeah, it's still going good, I think. Um, I took, uh, sort of, not too long, I think, after I did that first podcast, I ended up, I took a bit of a break from dating. Mm-hmm. I think maybe, like, August and September didn't really go on many, because I, like, it was that time in the cycle again when I had been dating and then got fed up with it, and so stopped using Hinge again. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, I started going back on it again in... Yeah, like end of September, October. I feel like you're so good at Hinge, though. Like, you're actually quite good at it. I don't know. Or I just sort of, I go on it for a bit until, like, some people that 
I don't know. This doesn't sound that profound, but it's like I go on it until I yeah, find people that I like, and then once I've been, and then just sort of ditch it as soon as ditch Hinge as soon as possible. Yeah. And then just like stay talking to them for a bit, um, yeah. and then <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just so, like, I actually just cancel every hinge day I've ever. <laughs> it's like, I just can't even, I just can't do it. I hate meeting strangers. I've decided I hate meeting Yeah, strangers. I have, that's something that I have realised, is that I, what I quite like, well, something that I have realised I value, I guess, in hinge dates, is when you, when you address, like, sort of early doors, the concept, like, of the date if that makes sense so address it if you j- just as like a, I, I don't know like an icebreaker like asking have you been on many hinge dates do you go on many hinge dates because it's because they are essentially just a stranger and by sort of breaking through that barrier a little mm-hmm. bit you it's it's like okay we're 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 you become a bit more like aware and it's you're in the situation you don't owe each other anything let's yeah. just have some funny chat about exactly things. and and because because yeah they might have funny stories you might have funny stories to tell yeah. about that but also you can get you can gauge a bit of an idea of what they might be looking for as well because if it's like yeah i go on hinge dates all the time it's yeah. like okay cool that's we know we know what we're dealing with here yeah exactly um so Let's get onto the topic at hand, shall we? This is actually films about love and rom-coms and romance films are my favourite genre because mm-hmm. I'm a girl. And I think, to be honest, probably one of my favourites as well because really? there's, I realised that there's a lot of crossover between the list that I made, like the top ten list that I made for this and just like my regular top ten films oh, really? anyway. There's quite a lot of crossover. Oh, so. that's fun. Maybe it isn't. As gendered as I thought. <laughs> also, I just love love. Like I love watching. I love watching people fall in love, and I just like love being around love. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I couldn't actually really watch. I went through my letterbox since like last year, and I actually haven't. I couldn't really watch love films for a while after the breakup. I've been watching like Wes Anderson films, and then like, mm. uh, like boy films so like what are boy films like, so like the avengers <laughs> uh, no i'm not that bad <laughs> just made me vomit in my mouth <laughs> um no like like scarface and like let me just like uh for example like something like um oppenheimer obviously and then like these ones that are like just random ones on movie like drive and france and like sure. yeah like the ones that aren't necessarily like there's a love story like Tar. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, that was supposed to be really good. Yeah, like all these different films that aren't like love isn't like the the main yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah subject. So I actually think that since like maybe July June July I've been watching a lot more love films just because to like ease myself in and like Mm -hmm. I watched a rom-com for the first time in a while in August and I was like oh my god I love this genre so Mm -hmm. much it's like so predictable but like it's just so good like and it's comforting and and sometimes they're just funny and like they're just like good yeah like set it up for example I watched that one and that one's like so bad (laughs) but it's good but like the two main characters have so much chemistry and it's like Mm. so nice to watch and it's like yeah so yeah um, I want to know though, uh, which love films have you watched in pre- preparation for this? Okay. 
Um, I have some. Can I do like honorable mentions first, which I would are um, Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm. two thousand and five one, mm-hmm. uh, Whisper of the Heart, which is a Studio Ghibli film, Amelie, When Harry Met Sally, and Her. Those are like five honorable mentions that I watched in preparation for this and liked or like rewatched, but didn't quite make the didn't quite make the cut. Um, oh, of like top ten that I was. Are you telling me that when Harry Met Sally isn't in your top ten? Yes, that is what I am telling you. <laughs> because all all of the like this sort of the stipulation, I guess, or like the criteria to get into the top ten was there's a there's a sort of particular emotional heft that I'm looking for. It's essentially did it make me cry? Oh, okay. Then it's and did I did I enjoy it and did it make me cry? Then it's going at the top ten. Okay, what's the top ten then? Okay, so number ten, Marriage Story. Mm-hmm. Lost in Translation, La La Land, Francis Ha, Your Name, Before Sunrise, The Worst Person in the World, and then the top three are, well, number three is Portrait of a Lady on Fire, mm-hmm. Before Sunset, and Past Lives. Oh, it's past lives number one. Past lives is number one. Wow. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about past lives being number one then. Okay. Um. Go on. Go ahead. Um, Okay. Um. So I pulled for for each of them. I did just I pulled just like the letterboxed like description of what the film is. (laughs) So, um, yeah, past lives director Celine Song. This is her directorial debut as well, which is makes it even better. Um, but yeah, two childhood sweethearts pulled apart after Nora's family emigrates from South Korea are reunited after 20 years for one more week as they confront notions of love, destiny, and connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so why is it number one? Because one of my, like, a recurring sort of theme that runs through a lot of these, and one of my favourite sort of themes or topics or motifs or whatever in film is the idea of like lost opportunity um roads not taken um what could have been uh like unspoken like potential love that's never been fully realized or acted on and this this film just had like it was the perfect like encapsulation of those ideas that i think i've ever seen on film it just perfectly hit like every single note that I look for in this sort of film just that yeah just perfectly pulled on my like I, I started crying like five minutes in mm. and basically literally every time the two of them were on screen together it just like didn't stop <laughs> like it was it's just such like a gorgeous film and just yeah I was just like completely in awe of it and yeah, so it just went straight. I was like, I'm not, I'm not messing around. I'm not questioning this. This is going straight in at number one. <laughs> yeah. What I will say about that film is that I don't, I don't know. Like, the first time I watched it, I came away from it liking it, and I cried a lot, but I didn't know what I was crying about. Mm. Like, I was like, I don't know why... I'm not really actually that sad about um, those two not being together. Like, mm. I, don't, I don't know how believable they are. Okay. 
Whereas I think the love story is the love story between the husband and the, and um, Nora. He, the husband does have one of the best lines of the film, which, which is, you dream in a language that I don't understand. Yeah. That's why he learns Korean, to try and understand her world a bit more. Um, yeah, well, I guess then, like, the sort of two love stories running simultaneously, mm. like, the sort of, the real love and, like, realistic one of husband and wife, and then the more, yeah, romanticised, fantasised, nostalgic, what could have been space between them. Yeah, because they even say this in the film, they're like, oh, well, we could have broken up, like, we could have, like, got, what would have happened if you never left, like, Mm. and it's so, so real, like, it's like, yeah, they could have got together, but it doesn't mean that it was a. Re- it would have been a really great love story. It might have just been like them going out for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. but because they don't know. Yeah, and that's that's where the sort of the yearning and the emotion comes into it for me because it it's that that just sort of like undescribable little I don't know something yeah. something <laughs> that's just it, it's just like elusive and alluring and just sort of pulls you in and and do you think because I've definitely had um, those feelings before um, in my life that I can apply to this film which is why I've made it's made me it made me so sad do you mm. think that there's something in your life yeah that you can I think so apply to yeah so that you I think just... a lot of people have that sort of at some point in their life that kind of deep Und- undeniable connection with someone yeah. um, and it might always be an itch that you wonder what would have happened if you'd scratched it or like yeah. I think I think that is quite a rela- relatable feeling in general but certainly for me like mm. so, yeah I would I would agree with that yeah um, so like when I I watched it again and I cried again, but not as much as the first time. Mm-hmm. And I kind of was crying because it's just so beautiful as well. Like, it's yeah. just, like, so well-directed and just so... Uh, I don't know, like, it's just it's just gorgeous. And I think, like, I just got overwhelmed by the re- realness of the beauty. That's a, that's a very nice way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel very, very similar, mm. like... Yeah, it's just just a gorgeous film. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I. Um, I think I, it it. It's not in my. I don't think it's in my top ten, but I think mm. it's. Um, I think it's up there. It's one of the ones I watched anyway. Sure. Um. What's your second one again? Number two was Before Sunset. Yeah, I didn't rewatch any of them. It's too much. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah, they I are. I can't do it yet. <laughs> they are a lot. Yeah. Um. So why that one in particular? Um. Before Sunset, which is the second one, mm-hmm. is my favorite of the Before trilogy. Um. Uh, because the unlike the the, the first one as good as it is, and it is on the list as well, it's much more sort of... It's much more juvenile. Yeah, it's like giddy and exciting. Mm-hmm. Sort of just like the beginning of relationships often are, in yeah. a way. It's, yeah, like hopeful and fun and exciting and whatnot. 
um, and it's and it's great because of that. Um, but the second one, the com- because the second one is all about them exploring whether or not they actually are made for each other. Like they have this incredible experience in Before Sunrise, and then Before Sunset is sort of. It's that same motif, right? Yes. Yeah. That same like, what could have been? What could have been? Were we? Were we actually destined for each other? Yeah. Um, and the conversations that ensue in the course of exploring that, I just found much more sort of relatable and not necessarily um, realistic. Might pretend, might not be the right word, but um, yeah, I just was because because they're explore because of that the exploration of whether or not they're meant for each other. I found the sort of the tension between them much more sort of palpable in a way and it just sort of hooked me in a bit more rather than them just like sort of dancing around and being happy in the first one (laughs) yeah no i totally agree yeah i um i can't rewatch them yet yeah (laughs) i i did oh i did also um i refused to rewatch before midnight oh my god that film jesus i can't Christ. Do, like that one's that one's i mean it's a great film but it's awful like i'm not because it, it's like because you build such uh an affinity towards these two characters in before sunrise and before sunset and before midnight is literally just watching them get it's like just watching it just get pulled apart yeah. over the course of like 90 minutes and it's it's, just, it's horrible it's so triggering yeah well. it's it's similar to marriage story Oh yeah. In a way, but but they are they are good because they show you like the ugly side of the relationship, but mm. of all relationships in general, but they're they're a bit they're a bit, they're, they're a bit much to. Do you think that's important though? Do you think that it's important? Do you think films should be about the fantasy of love, or do you think that they should be about the reality of love? Like, do you think that it's important for? Um, for for these films to show that side, or do you think it should be like a fairy tale? It's just like oh, then they lived happily ever after. Um, I mean, there's value in both. Yeah. I think like because the fantasy one is like escape escapism and can make you feel better in that sense. Um, because and, it's like a sort of big warm hug in a way. Yeah. Um, and I guess we wouldn't be having this discussion or like visceral reaction about before midnight if they had just been like oh yeah we're perfect we've got exactly. kids we've got great friends we've got we're on this holiday and we're gonna have, have a great night in this yeah. ho- apartment <laughs> or whatever like we wouldn't be having like this yeah, much of a exactly. passion about it if they had just been like oh yeah we're fine like, yeah. we're made for each other like because like across the board film <laughs> is like a vehicle for prompting or like helping you feel emotions that you might not necessarily confront on your di- like they're an emotive experience watching emotional experience watching them because of what they present you with and yeah part of that is the ugly sides of life as well so it's important to you can still have a good you can still enjoy watching a film that makes you feel like not nice if that makes mm-hmm. sense but no yeah i think you can't there there's value in both because as well it might like I'm sure there are lots of people that have been in marriages who have had those sorts of arguments and it's sort of, it could probably be helpful in a way because it's like, okay, no, I'm not going crazy. Like, this isn't just happening to me. This is a 
a uni- this is a universal thing. Even not even just in marriages. Like when I watched Before Midnight, I was in oh, between. Oh, yeah, completely. You, I was in between relationships and I was like, oh my God. You, like, you recognise the same arguments. Don't. Oh God, I was just, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, just, yeah. What's your top, what's your third? Third one was, I think, Portrait of a Lady. Yes, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh, forbidden God. love. Oh, you love the forbidden <laughs> yeah, love. Yeah, it's great. It's, 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 yeah. It's just got that sort of... It's also have, just beautiful. Yeah, beautifully shot. Like, just watercolour, like, galore. Like, it's yeah. a great, yeah, beautiful film. It's just, yeah, not a man, not a man in sight. Just, just gay women vibing. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's all we like. Yeah. No men, straight up vibes. Yeah, but it is... Like that film's like mesmerizing, like yeah. in every because the whole thing is it's all about sort of gays and like the power yeah. of gays and it does that like, you just can't look away. And when you project something onto someone else mm-hmm. that they they don't necessarily see or you just see in them and they don't really believe it about themselves or or whatever and it's kind of like it's that it's, I think it's also got those themes of like when you are so when you fall for someone so hard, you can't see past, like, all the stupid shit that they're saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. and it's like, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I didn't really watch this one, but isn't she a bit of a knob? The, Which one? The one that, like, goes and marries someone else. Um, a little bit, but, like, just because they're so passionate. Yeah. And then <laughs> like, she leaves in the end, and yeah. it's, like, really sad. Yeah. And then, and then they see each other at the end as well. I mean, sure. For any for yeah, if li- listeners that don't know what Portrait of Lady on Fire is, it's a French film by Céline Sciamma. Yeah. And the description from Letterbox um, is on an isolated island in Brittany at the end of the 18th century. A female painter is obliged to paint a wedding portrait of a young woman, and yeah, romance ensues, I guess. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's one of the best films ever made, but mm. um, yeah, I I um, kind of remember it being she was a bit like a she I means she leaves, which kind of makes you feel angry. Yeah. Towards her. Um, she she is she is a knob and she she is frustrating, but you can sort of you it unpicks it a little bit as to why that is because she has no agency yeah and then this person that she thinks she's found agency with is also projecting an image onto her of what she's so she feels trapped in a lot of senses yeah she feels trapped in her own like uh, in the she feels trapped in the way people think about her mm-hmm. yeah, yeah completely so it's my favorite genre my um Four top favourite films, two of them are romance films. Mm-hmm. Um, Pride and Prejudice and When Harry Met Sally are my top two. Mm-hmm. And um, I rewatched When Harry Met Sally and it was just so good. Like, do you not think that that's a little bit like missed opportunity though? Like, But they end up together. Yeah, but like that's like when it works out. Yeah, no, nah, I can't be having that. <laughs> it's also just hilarious. It's it is like hilarious. The funniest yeah. film ever, like. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. No, it is. It's so well written and like, 
Oh, it's just so perfect. It's, it, it's Nora Ephron, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's written by Nora Ephron. Yeah. Directed by Rob Reiner. That's, oh, yeah, because it's Rob Reiner's mum in the cafe yeah. scene, isn't um, it? Yeah. Can, so the whole, like, premise of it is can two, can a male and female be friends without, um, without the sex going in the way? Um, during their travel from Chicago to New York, Harry and Sally debate whether or not sex ruins a friendship between a man and a woman. Eleven years later, and they're still no, cl- no closer to finding the answer. Um... We did, me and Bryony actually spoke about this in one of our episodes. Like, what do you think? Do you think that you can be, um, friend, like, friends with... Yeah, completely. Yeah. I mean, we have lots of... Yeah. <laughs> I just don't really have, like, you're, like, one of my only male friends. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a bit, um... It's a bit weird <laughs> for me. Um, but, like, I don't really ever feel that feeling... I don't know, like I have a lot of girlfriends. Mm. So, but you actually have girlfriends. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's I just think perfectly that, possible. Yeah, I think that film is, um, I think I project a lot of it, of like love onto that film though, because I watched it and I loved it on my own. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it and loved it with my ex. Sure. And now I had to confront unpick it on your own yeah watching and loving it again and um i think that that's been like a journey for me i think i now like i love that film so much now because i've gone through that like loved it on my own loved it with someone now i love it on my own it is it is a relatable film and like you say you can project onto it quite a lot and also i think that the the story mirrors um the story of my, me and my ex-boyfriend quite a lot so i think like that's also like something that is quite hard to like grapple with it's like oh but that's that's like happens and it did happen yeah and but mine ended mm. <laughs> 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 do you know what i mean yeah so like and it's like oh and like maybe that's why i, I got upset about it yeah um but yeah um I also watched. Um, I also watched a few that I didn't really like, which everyone else likes. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I've got a couple of those as well. What, what ones did you watch that you I, didn't like? Please don't come at me for this. Anyone, please don't come at me. Broke Black Mountain. Haven't seen it. I didn't like it. I think I was meant to be more moved than I was. Okay. And I just wasn't. I, I thought that it was actually quite funny. <laughs> like I thought it was like a bit comedic sure but that's about like forbidden love again so yeah, I think you'd like it probably but yeah uh, maybe uh, I, I don't think that it's for me fair enough <laughs> it was just a bit like the dialogue felt like really like stunted like it just felt mm. like it wasn't written well do you think that was m- maybe a product of when it came out maybe Maybe. I just think that I just wasn't... Maybe I just wasn't in the right headspace for it. Yeah. Um, but I just was kind of... I Because also, I've been watching these films again and I've not been crying as much as I used to cry at films. Mm. So I'm kind of like, where are my feelings? And it just mm. did not pull up my heartstrings yeah. at all. Yeah. And like, I was like, when will I get my feeling back? <laughs> and then I watched, I watched Annie Hall, which is obviously a Woody Allen film. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Um... Which, uh, but it was actually quite good. And I cried at that, and I was like, 
how am I crying at fucking Woody Allen film? And um, <laughs> and it's like, I think that I cried at Annie Hall because it felt so real. Mm-hmm. Whereas I just didn't believe the two protagonists of Break That Mountain. And I think that that's a lot for me. Like, I didn't really believe in past lives that Song and Nora uh, were meant to be together. Like, I actually just, like, didn't believe that they were meant to be together at mm-hmm. all. I didn't think they had any chemistry at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and I think that that's a lot. And I believe that Nora and... Thank you, my Bob. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, the husband were, me- like, meant to be together because he... Mm-hmm is on the stoop at the end and he just gets her. Yeah. Whereas, whereas, um, Hei Sung just calls her the girl that leaves. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, no, if you were actually in love with her, you'd understand that she, that wasn't in her control. Like, mm. she just has ambition. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. I just don't, be- I, I has- it has to be believable. Um, I watched The Big Sick. I quite like that film. That's quite a good rom-com. I hated that film. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was also another one that I was like, don't like this. Don't know why, just thought it was bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went a bit like old school. I watched Brief Encounter. Not seen it. Uh, it's just about like... But yeah, it's old time, isn't it? Yeah, they meet at a train station. Uh, which was kind of fun, and I, but I loved. I think that train station is the most romantic place on earth. So okay, why's that? Because people are like coming together, and then like they're leaving, and like you don't know when they're gonna see each other again. And like as someone who's been in a long distance relationship, and like you see each other again, and you're like, oh my god, hi, in the in the train station, and like I just think they're just so romantic, and like you say bye in the train station, and fucking. Up and down this country, so many train stations see my tears just because I've just been crying about leaving the person I'm in love with. <laughs> Does that extend to airports as well? No, because airports are like so clinical. Train stations are so like they're so like kind of British and they're kind of like beautiful and there's yeah. like Victorian yeah. buildings and they're like so romantic and like mm. even I mean people agree with me like Saint Pancras has that like fucking. Um, kiss the statue, the kiss of the two people, and they have the Tracy Emin that's like, mm-hmm. I want my time with you. Like, it's just like so romantic, and you don't know whether the couple that are kissing in St. Pancras are like kissing, like, are they leaving each other or have they just said hello to each other? Like, you just don't know, and it's just like, it's just lovely. Yeah, I no, okay, yeah, you've won me over. Mm. No. Mm. And just trains are just like, I like being in Silk Outside and seeing, seeing the English countryside. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's the romantic in me. Let it go, Alex. Okay. <laughs> I also watched Moulin Rouge mm-hmm. and her. Yeah, what did you think of her? I thought it was great. I thought it was great. amazing. Yeah, I thought it was a really beautiful film. Mm. Um, uh, what I will say though is like it came out ten years ago and it's happening now, right? Like what that subjects mm. of someone falling in love with AI. It's happening now, and um, that's kind of scary, right? That film only came out ten years ago. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was. It was. It, I think it was definitely a good film, but yeah, it didn't have the emotional heft I was looking for. I, I thought I'd love it more than I did. 
Because it seems like it's up my street. Yeah, but. I think that the things that um, made me most emotional about it was when he went to meet up with her, his ex-girlfriend, and uh, ex-wife, sorry. And at the oh, end, yeah. when he um, writes her the letter, um, they're, the bit, they're the bits that really got me. I mm-hmm. wasn't really like so much, I wasn't really so much sad when, um, uh, spoiler, uh, when um, the AI leaves. joins like the AI revolution or something. Yeah, like, I'm not, I wasn't so sad about that. No. Okay. Did you have any that you didn't like either? Ones that I didn't didn't like um, Five Hundred Days of Summer. Yeah, because it's the movie. No, it's it, so shit. Yeah, <laughs> like there are some funny bits in it. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, just no bad vibe. Like he I does, just think he's a wet wipe. He's a massive wet wipe and doesn't learn anything throughout the course of the film because the person that he sees at the end immediately starts to romanticize them as well. so like. But I think that's the point, right? Yeah, yeah. Because he's like, so woe is me. Yeah. And it's just, the reason why we don't like it isn't because it's shit. Like, it isn't because it's, like, written badly or um, the premise is bad or whatever. The reason why we think it's shit is because that character is, like, such a fucking asshole yeah. that you're like, <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> um. But yeah. Yeah, like, no, I agree. He just, he, I think that people only like that. F- I think. I, I think, think people who say they like it take the wrong message away from the film. Definitely. Yeah. I think. Um, I think boys like it quite a bit. Yeah, because it's male fan. It's male fantasy, mm. <laughs> like so. And they just um, obviously Zoe Deschanel is like, I think they made like the, f- the she's the archetype manic pixie dream girl. But like, like I think that they've. They did that, like, <laughs> because Manic Pixie Dreams girls don't exist. Yeah. Like, they, they just don't, like, <laughs> and um, that's only what people ever think of someone else, you mm. know? And I think that they, whoever made the film, I actually don't know who made the film. I can't remember either. Um, I think whoever directed it or wrote it was like, I'm going to make a film that is so fucking, like... Tropy, yeah, that people are gonna like hate it. Yeah, I also I did think the scene with like the reality versus what actually happened like side by side. I think that I thought that was quite good. That was a nice like touch. But do you know what I mean? Like it's like a nice premise. Um, I was disappointed by um, Punch Drunk Love, the Paul Thomas Anderson film. Um, I had. Because it's Paul Thomas Anderson, and I love a lot of his other films that I've seen. Um, I was expecting more from it, but um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't really. I mean, it was just a weird. uh, It was a weird romance film. It's only like tangentially (laughs) romance, like yeah, yeah. I was I was hoping for more from that than. I'm God. really hoping my ex-boyfriend doesn't listen to this because... What does, what, does he love that? I hate that film. I oh, right. pretend to like that film. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, babe. Really liked it, yeah. Because he loved that film. Mm. Yeah, I hated it too. I thought it was like really poorly... Yeah, what the fuck was it all about? Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm just not understanding it or... <laughs> Like, what but yeah it didn't I just didn't tickle me in the way I was looking for I didn't get it <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> Don't get it. Didn't get it, right? <laughs> When's yeah. Adam Sandler going to fart? <laughs> <laughs> When's he going to be funny? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no idea. Um, mm. Yeah, no, that it was an odd film. I just didn't like that film. I, re- I can't really even remember it, um, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> I also... <laughs> I also want it to be known that I would never lie about liking a film now to anyone. <laughs> I was just very... I thought I had to like that film. Sure. <laughs> I thought my palette was, like, too um, simple. So, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I would never oh, do that now. I mean, well, on the subject, another one that I did watch that I didn't get... Well, I did get, but um, Bones and All... Was okay, like it, it, was really, it was nice, but it's like, oh, yeah, cool, they're eating each other now. <laughs> um, <Yeah. what? laughs> I know what you mean, like, it was kind of like, oh, that's a film. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I think I probably cried, but like, don't know, can't remember. No, um, okay. So, the whole like point of this is like the culture that we project our issues onto. Do you have one particular film that you turn to when everything seems like shit? Oh, is it um, in terms of like romance film or just any film that I would go to to make Both. me feel better? Um, I think a romance film. I probably say. Something, something anim, something. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's probably something animated, like Studio Ghibli or something, like Whisper of the Heart or um, Your Name, which is not Ghibli but also good. Um, because if I think this is where I'm going, that if it's animated, then it's even more like escapism, and transports you even further away um and they're usually just like sort of fun and cozy um so i'd probably say that but in terms of like regular films I'd, to be honest it might it might be like lord of the rings just being <laughs> like yep make me feel better please i <laughs> like, always forget how like that you're a boy like, <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, I still, sure. I, I, I still cry at Lord of the Rings. Like, I love it. Like I've never watched it. So. Yeah. Like. <laughs> um, that's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if if I'm yeah want a film for comfort, it will be something like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter. That you know I, that I yeah I know. I know where I know where I'm at. Yeah. I know what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you turn to films in times of heartbreak? Not consciously. To be honest, I'm t- <laughs> I've really been heartbroken. To be honest. Oh man, I don't have feelings. <laughs> don't have feelings. Yeah. Jesus, uh. Alec. <laughs> um. But. No, I don't think... Because I think that I do sometimes in some capacity, but I definitely turn to songs more. 
Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'd probably say I'm the same. I'm much more because it's sort of easier, more readily accessible to just put my headphones on and walk around. Like, but also, like you know that it's from the singer's experience, even if it's not even written by mm. them. You know that they are feeling those feelings. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like a film, kind of yes, it does have those feelings there, but. Um, I don't think that it's quite far removed from the director at, at some points. Yeah. And, and you and because so so often with films you get out of it what you bring to it, um, and if you're say it was, you thought it would be a comforting film it would make you feel better. If you're not in a particularly great place, you might take something completely different away from it than you did the first time, and it might. It just not be a vibe. <laughs> well, even like that thing with past lives, like I saw it on um, the seventh of September or something, mm-hmm. and then I saw it six weeks later and cried significantly less the the next time because I'd spent six weeks realizing a lot of shit. Mm. <laughs> and like, do you know what I mean? Like, I fe- I spent that time, I was in a completely different place to what I was. When I watched it first, sure. even if it's just six weeks, I did just like that was these past two months mm. since I watched it for the first time, I've like changed so much. Yeah. And it's like it it is what I that's exactly right. It's like it is what you make of it. It's like it is how you're feeling, it is what you project onto it. Like I could watch maybe like the happiest film ever or like a rom-com mm. and I'll fucking be in tears. One time when I'd just broken up with my ex, ex-boyfriend, I watched Sex and the City 2, the worst. <laughs> oh yeah, the worst. The worst. I was sitting in my living room bawling my eyes out <laughs> at that film because I was like, oh my God, they're like meant to be together and like, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I'm never going to feel love like this again. And like, I was like, look back on that, I'm like, it's a bad film. Yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible film. Really bad film. And yeah. Yeah, you're so right. You are right. Yeah. Um, yeah, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Why do you think we, why do you think we do that? What? What, project, like, turn to films in hard times of heartbreak? Because they just sort of helped prompt forward feelings that are sort of there, but you might be sort of subconsciously resistant to letting yourself sit there and, like, feel them. Mm. And because, like, it's not, it's nowhere near as, well, quote, like, fun, quote, unquote, to sit like in your room and then and not do anything and then just think about it and sit there and start crying but it feels much about like heartbreak but it feels much easier and more manageable and maybe like a little bit of a crutch if you're watching a film Mm. and the film makes you sit there and start like (laughs) crying about it because at least the film's there yeah and you can be like i'm crying because of the film guys yeah yeah (laughs) just Pure denial. <laughs> like, it's not me. It's the film. <laughs> I don't need therapy. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, because they're like, yeah, they helped. They help bring for bring things to the surface that you might not be confident or feel strong enough to confront on your own, and they just sort of help you along the way. Yeah, for sure. And and because the the film might be 
might have like relatable lessons that you could take from it as yeah. well. Um, so yeah, you never know. Yeah. What do you think? I think I agree. I think that it is always, I think a lot of times when we're in heartbreak, we um, always turn to things that we can learn from mm-hmm. and that we can relate to. I think you just spend a lot of time just like listening to like fucking, I don't know, like the saddest songs you've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And like you spend a lot of time rejecting a lot of the love culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is what I did, mm-hmm. and then you bring it back into your life when love can be good, mm-hmm. and you like accept that love can be good again. So, like for example, rom coms, you can accept that like love sometimes turns out okay. Whereas, like I feel like when you're in heartbreak, you you just want that like sadness, and you, you, you sure. turn to like, you want to wallow. A yeah, bit. you turn to like past lives or mm. portrait of laid on fire rather than like set it up or twenty seven mm. dresses. Yeah, for example. <gasps> Nice. Sorry, we can edit this bit out as well. But what? Has she replied? Yeah. Ah, no, we're not editing this out. No, we're not. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Alec just got the text back. <laughs> <laughs> You're like. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, what's your favorite rom-com? Uh, okay, so I think that I'm a little bit of the queen of rom-coms. Um, ten Things I Hate About You um, is good. How to Lose Guy in Ten Days. Um, How to Be Single is kind of fun. Is, is that the um, Dakota Johnson one? Yes, mm. yeah. Which I think is kind of cute. Like, she, yeah. like the, the ending of that is like her being like... Oh, do you know what? Sorry, no. I'm interrupting. No, no. Do you know what I think? So? Did, did you watch um, Good Luck to You, Leo Grand? No. Oh, that's an, an Emma Thompson one and that Irish fella. Oh my God, yeah, my mum watched that. She really liked it. Yeah, really, really good. <laughs> um, Crazy Stupid Love, obviously. Brilliant. Friends with Benefits used to be my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> um, something Borrowed is kind of sad. Um all the love boys I've loved before. Uh, the other woman is fun. Someone great. Oh my god, someone great is so too real. Um, actually, it's quite like sad, but it's also like one of those ones that's like about like finding yourself and finding your friends rather than like okay. finding someone. Set it up. I've talked about so many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, when home, it's Ali. Of course. Of course, but it's like, it's like a different yeah. big. Um, You've got mail. Bridget Jones. Bridget Jones. Devil Wears Prada. Begin Again. The Holiday. Oh, Love Rosie. That's not a fucking comedy. I swear to God, that makes me. Literally every single scene of that film makes me cry. <laughs> That's about lost opportunities too. Oh, is it? Yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen Love Rosie? Oh, no. Go home tonight. That's your homework this week. <laughs> oh God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna go through this whole list, but. Um, yeah, I love them all. I think Ten Things I Hate About You though is maybe my favorite rom com. I think it's. I think, I think that that's. Mm. It's one of my favorite films. I think. Oh, interesting. So, I think it's really funny. No, yeah. I, I can't remember. I have watched it, but I can't remember much about it. Mm-hmm. But Heath Ledger's in it, so. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be good. Um. So yeah. Um. Why do you think we, us two, I mean, not we as society, Sure. 
why do you think we, as the two people we are, cool. apply so much meaning to these films? Um, I mean, I'd like to come up with a more profound answer than this, but surely it's just because we like film and yeah. we we think about film and we appreciate film and we enjoy exploring different films and new films um, and we we get a lot out of them, so we na- naturally look to them for sort of support and comfort and lessons and whatnot. Yeah, I think I agree. I think I've always done it, even when I wasn't really into films, I would always re-watch the things that I knew were good and knew how they ended. Yeah. I think Mm. that it boils down to just being comforted by these things. Yeah, it's just one of our comfort areas. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, the cinema is like my happy place yeah let's maybe let's maybe move on to that like just have you been on a cinema date yeah have you yeah i think uh, i've been on two god with like new people no they were they were second dates both second dates but yeah jeez you're still getting sexual then what do you mean like you can't chat in the cinema <laughs> no but but like you can go for a drink afterwards and then it's true. it's fine. But the first um, the first one was Barbie, so you know she's got to nail my feminist credentials to the table with that one. Um, but yeah, no, I don't 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 mind it. Um, I also this was a mistake. I also went round to a girl's house to watch a film, and we watched before midnight, and I cried. Um, that was that was not the the, the best of ideas. Um, oh, Alex. Yeah. I mean, I probably would. I actually would have really liked it if like you had cried. Yeah. Like someone, someone I was dating, you cried. I, like, I probably I, would have I, loved that. I think I was sitting there like hugging a cushion. And she was like, "You're right. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't like this." <laughs> Yeah, I would have loved that though. Like, I would have literally like, I've been like, love a man who cries. Mm. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I cry all the time in the cinema on my own. Um, yeah, oh, same. It's great. I love going to the cinema just on my own. Yeah. Like, I can. Soon as like the thing comes up, it's like oh, brilliant. Phone off. Yeah, phone off. Yeah, and then get get annoyed at other people for not switching their phone off. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and obviously we go to Packing Complex quite a lot. And oh, they, they are the worst audiences. I'm sorry. The worst They're terrible. people to ever exist goes to Packing Complex. But why do we still go? Like, it's so although, bad. Although that did also give me one of the funniest times in a cinema as well. Because it was after I saw the most Across the Spider-Verse. And it, <laughs> it ends on quite a cliffhanger. And this guy behind me went, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> like, as soon as it ended. So I, I was that. like, okay, that's kind of funny. I love that. But yeah, people bring, like, whole fucking picnic baskets into the Peckinplex. I am anti-food in the cinema. Oh my god, it's so boring when people are like that. It's nope. like, okay, I get it, I get it. I do get it. No. I'm not, it's not every cinema I go, like, I don't eat in the BFI. Yeah, no. I'm not a heath. Yeah, <laughs> you've got standards, goddammit. <laughs> and like, I'll probably eat before, so I'm not hungry. Yeah. But like, Peckinplex is just, it's just fun. Yeah, Peckinplex. Like, you're not going there for like, an experience that's no. like amazing. You're going there because 
it's fun and it's charming and there's a pick and mix you know yeah and you can like taste you taste the taste that you tasted when you were went to the cinema when you were like little sure like all the cherry lips and stuff i was i never did pick a mix though i was always popcorn yeah i was never popcorn yeah Every time going to the cinema with parents having an argument over what size popcorn to get. Mum would only get one. <laughs> had to share if there was like four of us. we only get one. And in the film, mum would be like, pass it down, pass it down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I have some things that people do about films that I find icky. Okay. This is interesting. I hate when people like... British people call films movies. Yes, I'm with you on that. I think that that's... They're films. They're shot on film. They're films. <laughs> they're films, okay. <laughs> they're, they're not movies. And, like, obviously in America, people think that um, that's a really pretentious thing to say when you call it film, mm. which I find really funny because I hate it. Yeah, just hate it. I hate mm-hmm. it quite a lot. So you come across as quite um, pretentious. Yeah, completely. Um, <laughs> but, no, I agree. I hate it films. when people, obviously this is not a hot take, but I hate it when people, even if you're watching a film together on the sofa, I hate it when people are on their phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even with like Bryony, I'm like, are you watching this all while? Yeah. We've got, do you want me to pause it? Got something to say? Yeah. <laughs> I, re- I do worry about watching f- films that I haven't seen before with like people mm. because... I don't know whether they're going to start talking. <laughs> but, like, if it's, like, someone... I don't know, it's also that thing where they're going to start snogging you. It's like, I'm actually trying to watch this Yeah, if, uh, can you, can you can not? not? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's a lot. But also, like, it's kind of fun to, like, Netflix and chill it, you know? Yeah. And then you, like, miss half the film and you're like, oh, I have to go back and watch it. Yeah. But I think I wouldn't... Well, uh, I wouldn't necessarily put on a film that like I want to see. It would just be like a run in the mill, yeah. whatever. Because then I don't care about. It'd be like a rom com. Yeah, <laughs> or like I put on a David Attenborough documentary recently. <laughs> okay, that's it. Well, no, just for, I didn't specifically put it on. I was watching it when they came round. Oh, okay. And then just sort of left it on. Okay, I once watched once watched that. Um... This place rules documentary. What's that? It's uh, it's just like this um, documentary about this like mockumentary, I guess, about America. Um, and I watched that with a guy once, and we like actually we sat on that sofa there. We had the laptop in front of us because the telly wasn't there, and we were just like watching it like this. <laughs> and like we were actually so into it like we mm-hmm. kissed maybe twice mm-hmm. and then we were like right back to the film back to the film <laughs> yeah um, I think that that's fun when you actually like watching the film together mm-hmm. um, yeah so do you have Letterboxd? yes um, lots of people say it's a little bit like a dating app like people could like have you used it to meet other people? no no <laughs> I only have two people on Letterboxd and one of them is my cousin. <laughs> Her reviews are great. <laughs> like, yeah. But, um, yeah, no. I, I, I just use it purely for myself. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I do like it. Yeah. I, um, I use it, but also, like, it's kind of fun when you meet someone who's also into films and they have it. Mm-hmm. And you be like, can I see it? And you, like, exchange phones for a second. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is nice. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a nice little moment, I think.
Um, anything else um, that you want to add? Um, do you have any questions? Um, call me by your name. Thoughts? I think good. Yeah. What do you think? I think good, but again, didn't have the um, like the punch that I was didn't pull on my. I was just sort of watching it, like it didn't. Yeah, it didn't pull on my heartstrings at all. I haven't watched it in a while, but it always did pull on my heartstrings quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I've read the book, and the book is okay. amazing. Mm-hmm. And you really get into Elio's psyche a lot more. Sure. Do you think you have a favourite line from a film that you can remember about love and such? Oh my god. Uh, Probably. Oh my god. Oh my god, what is my favourite line from a film? I mean, I love the quote from Pride and Prejudice when he like what at the end when he was like you've bewitched me (laughs) yes you've bewitched me body and soul god Mm. but that's obviously jane austen yeah oh um oh my god so too many why do you have one i do have one to hand shall i play it out with that work yeah oh my god is it this one yeah it's that one this is from francis ha i can't i'm actually this is greta gerwig talking about what she looks for in relationships. It's, it's what I want in a relationship, which might explain why I'm single now. Ha ha. <laughs> it's, um, it's kind of hard to... It's that thing when you're with someone and you love them and they know it and they love you and you know it, but it's a party and... You're both talking to other people and you're laughing and shining and you look across the room and catch each other's eyes, but but not because you're possessive or it's precisely sexual, but because that is your person in this life. And it's funny and sad, but only because this life will end and it's the secret world that exists right there in public, unnoticed, that no one else knows about. It's sort of like how they say that um, other dimensions exist all around us, but we don't have the ability to perceive them. That's... That's what I want out of a relationship. Or just life, I guess. Love. I sound stoned. <laughs> I'm not stoned. There, there we go. Uh. <laughs> yeah, sorry to make you cry, <laughs> but I loved, I loved that. That's like my, that's my favorite quote by far because that makes makes me feel a bit hopeful. You know, I don't, I don't think that doesn't make me think about the past so much. That makes me, yeah, think more into the future and what something might. What it might hold, maybe, rather than getting sad over what, yeah, what has been. But yeah, I think that's a be- that's a, a a very sort of beautiful way of putting 
love and relationships. Yeah, and like, if you've ever, if you've, <laughs> um, if you've ever been in like a, in a relationship like, where you both love each other so much, like, you you do that like that has happened, and like, like, you just when you love someone and you know someone loves you back it's like honestly like the nicest feeling and like oh it's just so like oh i love that line too like uh, that one slipped my mind but I think that one's that one's a good one <laughs> i also like i actually write the lines of films down on my letterbox um god <laughs> um the one from her that says, there will be a piece of you in me always. Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that one hits. Yeah. Um, and then there was one from Annie Hall that says, when they were, like, at the end, he's, like, broken up with her, and they both are, like, accepting of the fact that they're broken up. Broken up. And Woody, I mean, I can't remember his name, the character's name now, he just their voiceovers like talking about Annie Hall in this really lovely way and it's like and how much fun it was just knowing her mm. and it's just like oh it's <laughs> like how much fun it is just to you know yeah be in love oh god sorry <laughs> Jesus I can't believe you just did that to me. Yeah, sorry. That's like. But see, that's what that's why films are great. That's, that's why, why films are great. <laughs> we did it. We solved it. Right. Flick the stamp. <laughs> Send it. Bye. <laughs>